Hello and welcome to another episode of Caught Between the Tie and High Heels. My name is Jamie and this is my podcast basically spilling my guts about myself. This is um, part six now that we're up to of uh, me doing my bio, but the overall podcast, the whole piece was that, is to talk about being transgender, talk about hiding, which I am both, um, basically not being able to be yourself or present yourself for whatever reason may be, fear, uh, other situations. I have both uh, fear and other situations uh, hawking on me. So, um, but yeah, just being able to also allow me to be able to reach out to the community that I have been dying to be a part of for such a long period of time. Um, this is my way of reaching out and sort of me being me. So here I am. Um, I really want to thank you all for, uh, listening, um, so far, uh, Natasha, I got your email. Thank you. I really, I'm glad you're enjoying this, um, me reading my bio uh, again for the very first time. Um, I, uh, I, yeah, I can't tell you how um, it brings back a lot of memories I've had to deal with between episodes when I recorded. And, um, but it's good. It's, it's good for me to be able to get through this. So I'm really glad, uh, Natasha, you said you were going through similar troubles and you've, or you've had similar troubles and everything. So, I am I am so glad that uh, you're enjoying them and listening, and that's exactly what I'm looking to do is being able to connect with other people that, that maybe I'm not all alone. Um, I'm not the only person that went through this. I'm really hoping that I'm not. Natasha uh, gave me an email or sent me an email to tell me that uh, she also experienced similar things, so I'm really grateful for that. Um, but I would love to hear from more of you, so... Um, please uh, send me an email. I would love to hear that and hear your comments or your thoughts. Um, even if you think I'm a big bag of wind, I'm cool. Or if I get something wrong, I, again, I'm doing this raw. I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. I am just trying to share and reach out. So there you go. I'm open for criti- uh, critiques, um, but don't be mean, okay? Let's just don't be bitchy or a dick, whichever one. Um... <laughs> Also, uh, I also want to thank, wow, we have, we have uh, some, well, close to 50% of our listenership is in Australia. And so not just here in the U.S., but in Australia, I want to thank those people who are there. I have no idea what part of that country you're from. Um, and my heart has always been going out to you all uh, in your country, uh, your beautiful country with the uh, fires. I'm so glad to hear the rains ended up coming to give a little bit of relief. Um, and I just can't thank you enough, uh, for, uh, taking the time to listen to me. And, um, I was really surprised when I looked up how LGBTQ plus is Australia and they're ranked number five, um, in all time, most awesomest LGBT places to go. Um, I think before them, if I get this right, there's Germany, Spain, um, Germany, Spain, Canada and the Czech Republic. So I really appreciate all of our listeners that we have in Australia. That is super awesome. And I really appreciate you listening as well as all our listeners here in the U.S. I from, oh my gosh, all over the place. I was really surprised um, that uh, I am able to see regions. I don't know exactly pinpoint, but I do know states. And I just, I really, it means a lot to me. So thank you so much. 
Okay, enough of me babbling. Let's get on with why you're here. Um, and that is me talking or rereading my bio. So um, this one should be really good. Um, and I think it's probably a topic that I have already covered before uh, in one of my previous episodes. But I may have touched on it. But I have a feeling looking at this. Again, I'm not reading forward. So I am discovering this and hearing it for the first time once again. Because I wrote this 16 years ago. And so, I mean, as therapeutic as it was, yeah, I don't know what I wrote. Um, I have a gist because I know, of course, it's my life, but I don't know how I phrased it. So I'm doing it again right now. So here we go. This one is titled, this section is titled, My Personal Standards. Um, so we'll just jump right in. Here's something I guess that I should have explained a while ago. I set a standard for myself when I started to know that I wanted to be a woman. I said in my mind that if I were to be a woman and I was going to dress as a woman, I need to make sure I was passable in public. I know this is a very top, a touchy subject for a lot of people. It still is for me, uh, but let's see where I go with it. I wanted to make sure that I looked as complete, uh, looked the complete part. I did not want to stand out in the crowd. If I was going to go through with SRS, uh, which is again, for those of you just jumping in, I've noticed that there's a little bit more listenership in some of the later parts of the bio. Um, during my time, SRS was the phrase. It was not a gender um, uh, a gender reassignment surgery. Uh, it was a it was a sexual reassignment surgery, and it was not a gender uh, what is it the gender correction surgery that I believe it's being called now. I knew it as SRS. So there you go. Um, if I was going to go through with the SRS or even start hormone therapy, I wanted to be your average woman that blended into the crowd. I always had the thought that I would, that if I stood out with a group of, or if I stood with a group of GGs, okay, now here we go. So this is another more old terminology, GG being genetic girl, um, which I think later ended up being replaced by cis uh, girls. So we'll just go with it, uh, me and my old vernacular. Uh, if I stood, I always had a thought that if I stood with a group of GGs, you would not be able to pick me out of the group. I was all, it was all or nothing, that black and white way of thinking. If I dressed, I couldn't look like, if I dressed and couldn't look like an average woman, I would not dress at all. My desire would die with me a total secret. I wanted to know for sure if I could do that, which is why I went to Glamour Shots and had my picture taken while I was living on my own. Now, I don't know about any of you. If you're my age, you know all about Glamour Shots. If you live near a mall, I would love to know if you did that. Um, and if I get, I tell you what, <laughs> if I get five people, just five people that email me, and say that you're interested, I will post on my um, Instagram, uh, I will post on my Instagram a picture of that photo shoot in which I speak of. So let me hear from five people that uh, want to see this. Um, but yeah, I went to uh, Glamour Shots in order to have some pictures taken. Um, if I could look passable, I would continue to dress and work towards my SRS. I got favorable responses from those pictures, so I continued. See, I set higher. See, I set. Oh, I see what I did. See, 
I set a higher standard for myself than I did for everyone around me. It was okay for other girls that didn't look completely passable to a degree. And again, I'm not judging, so forgive me. I was in a weird place when I wrote this. But it was totally out of the question for me. I wasn't allowed to enjoy dressing if I wanted to go all the way with the transition. Now, I say to a, group, to a degree because I also, for a time, thought that a person should not dress if they were not going to completely be passable. I was young and very shallow and did not understand at the time that dressing was the expression of one's inner true self. Whether or not that they were going to for the entire transition or not was up to that individual. So please understand that this is not a way that I feel today. I hope you can see a little better the confusion and frustration I was feeling on an everyday basis. Wow. So I was even conscious of this when I wrote this. So there you go of how shitty I was sounding <laughs> or weird I was sounding. But okay. Um, my therapist started to help me understand that I was being way too restrictive on myself and I needed to try and open the way that I think to be more than the extremes of just black and white or all or nothing. I was not completely ready for this way of thinking just yet because there was the hope that L may take me back and then I would have to give up all of this for sure if that was going to work. After a couple of years went of me living by myself, I had become okay with the thought that I may never get back with L. This meant that transitioning may be the way that I was going to go if I could. Uh, and I could just muster up the courage to start the process. I was well equipped to start that path because I had now collected quite a closet full of clothing and was starting to become more comfortable with the idea of going out again sometime. Yeah, I had a closet probably worth about, and I've mentioned this before, about seven or $8,000 worth of clothing that I collected up and um, that I uh, did during this couple of years of me being separated from L. So I had quite, I mean, it was a full wardrobe um, on top of a full wardrobe of male clothing. So you can just imagine there was a lot of clothes going on in my one little apartment. My lease came up in my apartment and I was going to upgrade to a bigger apartment and I was prepared to sign the new lease. I went to Elle to tell her about my move and that it would mean that I would not be able to take our son for the weekend um, as I would need the time to be able to move my stuff. She looked at me and said, don't sign the lease, move back in. I about hit the floor. I could not believe what I was hearing. I did ask her if this, that was what she really wanted because I wanted to make sure that it was the right thing to do. Even though I was jumping out of my skin on the inside, she said, yes. I moved back in during that summer of 1998. After I got things moved back in and it, in and cleaned up the house as to not cause too many too much of a fuss bringing all my stuff back in now the heartbreaking part was that was Amy that I I actually um I identified as Amy for the longest time and it wasn't until uh later um that I became Jamie to combine both of my names so you'll hear me refer to myself as Amy like I just did now the heartbreaking part of this was Amy was to be no more. I had to say goodbye to everything that had to do with my desires and my feelings about being a woman. Those days and feelings had to disappear for good. I took my entire closet, 
my drawers, my cubbies, all my girly stuff and gave it to Goodwill. That was very, very hard. It, extremely hard. I packed up six giant trash bags and left them for good at the drop-off uh, drop point. Two years worth of bargain shopping, shopping, size finding, and shoe collecting. All gone. I wanted to be with Elle so much that I was willing to throw all of that away. I was ready, though, to be the man I wanted to be for her when we first met. I was better in tune with myself as an individual and was ready to make this work. I knew I had to work hard to earn her trust back, to try and earn her respect back, to win her love back. I walked on eggshells most of the time because I could tell something was just not right or no matter what I did or didn't do. I just figured it was because we were getting used to each other again and this would take some time. So I didn't think much of it and I knew that we would work on it. Intimacy was something that took a good while to happen. It finally did, but it was not that often. This was okay because we we're starting over and well it takes some time I would tell her every day that I love you and I would get in response I know or thanks I knew this was going to take some time as well and I really needed to earn her trust back first before I could hear back her love or earn back her love so we have something to work on I'm a better person and now better equipped uh, to help work on these things together I wanted to be with Elle so bad that I was willing to do anything, as I have mentioned now for a few times. As more time went by, I started to see that I had made a few more changes as a person to better suit what I thought her needs were. Speed bumps would occur, and Elle didn't want to talk about them, so I asked over and over, What's wrong? What's the matter? If I asked too much, I would finally get out, uh, get it out there in something in her mind but it's not ready to talk but she wasn't ready to talk about it so it would get put on back on the back burner and sometimes forgotten about so I didn't pressure her anymore about it sometimes I would just be upset because I started to seem paranoid or sometimes sorry sometimes I would just be upset or I would just upset her my apologies again I wrote this in haste, and I am a crappy typer and bad at grammar, so bear with me. Sometimes I would just upset her because I started to seem paranoid by asking her those questions all the time. During all this, I had always had thoughts of dressing again, but I never acted on them. I told Elle when I moved back in the, in when I moved back in, that part of me was over and done with. I. I stuck true oh I stuck true to that and not once did I buy anything or try to dress at all I still had heard had not heard from her the words I love you even after a few years went by and I thought I was doing everything that I could to please her I knew I wanted so damn badly I could burst but it just started to feel like anything I did was just wasn't cutting it I felt I had to be more thoughtful, more responsible than I was, less emotional. During one argumentative discussion, I remember thinking or getting the feeling that I was supposed to know what she wanted in advance so she wouldn't have to tell me. Intimacy was still not happening that often, or at all. 
being a physical, very physical person uh, and someone who likes intimacy and closeness, this was really getting to me. Um, physical touch is my love language. So if you get into that type of thing. Um, and yeah, it was bad. I would break sometimes and almost beg for sex. Uh, then that felt awful because I began to feel that she was only being intimate with me to appease me and shut me up for a while. I later found out that I was not too far from the truth. It made me feel awful, like I was forcing her to have sex with me and that would make me feel like a rapist of sorts. Now I have to tell you that I feel an extreme hatred towards sex offenders and rapists. I have seen the effects of what one of these people can have on one or of one of their victims and it makes my skin crawl. When I started to feel that Elle was having sex with me just to get me off her back or to give me something to satisfy me for a bit so she could get some peace for a bit, I felt just like one of those people. I was feeling like I was one of those people I hated the most. I was sinking back into a, depressing, a depression of some level. Sex, of course, became something that happened less and less, and it was not worth it to me. If I was going to feel that way about it, I certainly did not want Elle doing anything or doing something that she was not wanting to do. So that was another adjustment. Being a physical person who liked to display their love for another in an intimate way was now supposed to stop that altogether. It seemed like everything changed. It seemed like every change I was making, I was compromising that much more of myself. How much was going to be enough? Can I live with that amount of change? I'm supposed to make... Oh, can I live with that amount of changes? I'm sorry, my, my, I put a period in there and I was like, why is this stopping now? Can I live with the amount of changes I'm supposed to make for good? This is making, is this making a difference for L? So it looks like I'm going to stop there and it looks like we are going to be able to conclude in the next episode. So, um, and it's brought up a lot of, uh, hard feelings for me, which I am not going to lie. Um, <laughs> I have not felt for a long time and I have for 15 years I really haven't uh, dwelled on these so this is a hard one for me um, I will say uh, again if you would like to see my glamour shot picture which I would be happy to post up I would like to hear from five people so send me those emails and um, let me know what you think uh, or ask me a question or uh, just share with me one of your experiences. You can do that uh, by sending me an email at questions at tyinhighheels.com or go to my website at tyinhighheels.com. Go to my contact page and uh, there's a nice little form there real quick like Natasha did she went to our website thank you again Natasha it was great hearing from you I hope you're doing well darling um, or you can also look at me on Instagram and Facebook at tie and high heels so this ends episode six and we are going to looks like we're gonna end uh, this whole my bio tomorrow 
uh, with episode seven. And so we will um, be able to conclude that uh, then. So I l hope that you uh, tune in next time. And I really appreciate your time. Thanks. Bye-bye.